in addition to the thing that I came to uh-huh. watch. That's not a bad deal. It's much better than previews, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather watch a short than previews. Right. <laughs> for sure. Um, but we're not necessarily talking about the Pixar shorts. Right. They have a whole nother segment that they came out with. Yeah. They're called Spark Shorts. Which are just amazing. Which sounds like they would hurt. I wouldn't purchase them. <laughs> right in line with Soul. Apparently, this they like Sparks a lot. <laughs> sparks Who knew? and Souls and Shorts. Um, these... The great thing about the Spark shorts is what they've done is kind of opened up their interior doors to storytellers within Pixar and said, what kind of story would you tell if we Mm. gave you the time? And these people are coming up with very personal, uh, very unique storylines that maybe wouldn't be able to be fleshed out into a full length feature yeah. or maybe tackle a subject that maybe isn't quite ready for a full feature yet. Right. Right. Um, and they give them a crew to make it. They say, great, give us a five minute, give us your best five bars. Yeah. You know, and the other thing about them too, is they're, they're not dialogue driven. There's almost no giant and most of them, most of them are very non-dialogue. Yeah, sometimes it's just characters. You know, it's the, um, like there was the duck, or what was it? Not the duck. It was like a seagull or something. Piper. Ah, Piper. Sandpiper. Yeah, the whole thing was all about the sandpiper. What was that? <laughs> Some bird. That one bird thing. <laughs> that one. And that was a regular Pixar short too. Oh, that was the shorts. But that that's exactly what we're talking about is Pixar is great uh, at putting over a character without heavy dialogue. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, the first one that I personally saw was Pearl, which mm. is about a ball of yarn that goes to work. I love Miss Pearl. Miss Pearl. Um, she goes to work at an office that's full of a bunch of... Uh, Egotistical men. Men. Yeah. yeah just like dude bro kind of guys in the, in the office or whatever. And she doesn't really fit in. She's very soft and pink and fuzzy she crochets everything ah welcome to my life right (laughs) and then uh she realizes that she doesn't get attention she doesn't get respect and so she changes to kind of fit in better right uh and then as she's getting along with people more another ball of yarn shows up yeah that's soft and she realizes that she doesn't want to be that kind of person she wants to be herself right and then you know towards the end it shows that everyone has integrated all together and they're all happy working together or whatever it's fantastic it's a great thing and what i find interesting about it is that a lot of the times these shorts um don't operate on quite the same frequency as other projects they're not afraid to be a little bit edgier right uh yeah that Pearl one, I show it before all of my sales meetings now. Oh, do you? No. <laughs> Maybe I should, though. Maybe you should. <laughs> you know what? I do think, actually, the majority of my people, the people in my office would appreciate it yeah. and love it even more. Maybe you should just be running the Spark Shorts constantly in your office. Oh, this is a great idea, folks. Then I'd come and sit in your office way more often. <laughs> it's so true. Um, so and you're looking to spice up your office. This is our new suggestion. Yeah. Pixar Sparks shorts on loop. The great thing also about these shorts are that they they hit emotionally hard and they hit it fast. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is another strength of Pixar in general. But there are 
moments in almost all of these where you feel you laugh you feel a twang of heartstrings you feel a resolution of conflict like it is so jam-packed with emotion in all of these spark shorts legitimately that sometimes you just sit back after it and you go oh i just went on a journey in right. that three minutes Thank well the you. newest one that just came out burrow right yes take us through it like the first the first frame i was like i already love this one (laughs) because the little rabbit is the cutest character they've made in a long time legitimately within a second and a half if he doesn't end up in in uh some sort of like plushie that we can buy oh my gosh i would buy a shirt with that bunny on it yeah we never see these characters in the park no we need to start dedicating patches to the spark shorts right what were we thinking (laughs) what were we thinking (laughs) um so the the bunny is uh, planning his own burrow, hence the name, and he digs down and he has the perfect spot, he thinks, for his burrow, and then a mole happens in upon his space oh, yeah. and shows him, hey, look, I just dug a tunnel from my thing. It's right over there. And he's like, okay, great. I'm going to go the other way then. Mm-hmm. And something else comes in from that way and shows that they have a whole thing. And he's like, oh, no. Yeah. And so the beginning of this is him just literally burrowing around trying to find his own space where he's not connected with somebody else. He just wants his own little house with a, maybe a disco, I believe it says on there. And did you feel like he was afraid of his in-house disco? Was he shy about that at all? I think what he was afraid of is letting other people into his privacy. Like I he think wanted to be his own space. Yeah, and... I think. And we can all relate to that. Yeah. You know, you even within your own house, you're like, I want to have my own space in the house, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, And so he spends the first part of the movie just kind of digging all over the place, avoiding people, falling into the newt sauna, you know, like this part literally made me laugh out loud like Uh four times. It was so charming. And then he decides he's just going to dig straight down until he finds something that he's away from everybody else. Yep. And he hits an underground river. And it starts pulling the water up. I tell you, this is how geysers happen. You're right. It's the bunny's fault. (laughs) Uh, And uh, he goes back up and knocks on a door and there's a badger there. And he's like, so I, uh, without any words, Uh he tells him what he did. And then he does does the cutest thing where he covers his face with his ears and looks all embarrassed. And I was like, this is so charming. I hate that I love this so much. Yeah. And then all the other animals help him divert the water so that it doesn't flood everybody's houses. Yeah, the whole colony could be wiped out. Oh, gosh. Wow, that would be dramatic. It would be very dramatic. But they all work together. They do all work together, and he finally realizes that he can still have his individual space, but it's not a bad thing to connect with your neighbors and have a community, right? Oh, I wish that were true. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then it ends with his poor mailbox still falling over, which is just a great Hilarious. final bit. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff that like it's it's such a roller coaster of emotions packed into such a short period of time that it's you feel like you've just run a mile by the end of this this yeah. short. And it's all worth it because it's adorable. Legitimately. And mm-hmm. then the the animation is gorgeous and it's just like how are these people not making more movies? Yeah. Because these are so good. Yeah. And and that's the thing about them is that they are 
absolutely perfection in, in length and in story and mm. everything about it. I don't want them to change a thing. Like yeah. I just, you know, and I guess in, you know, Quibi would be very excited about this type of a thing because that's <laughs> Have what they survived. <laughs> I'm sure they would be thrilled because <laughs> it's completely what they were working on is these short little videos. So I guess, you know, yeah. even in today's society, like they might even be more, um, um, of value than they were prior to, you know? Well, it's a hundred percent something that you could watch on YouTube. Like, like your kids, it, it could be available to your children on YouTube and you would have no problem with them just watching the, the, the Spark shorts. Yeah, which is essentially what Disney Plus is. In a it's lot kind of, of a YouTube, yeah. You know, it was interesting the other day. I was flipping through the Pixar movies that were available uh-huh. and I was pretty shocked at how few there really were. Like there's like six or seven good franchises, but I kind of thought there was more than that because it feels like they've done so many mammoth things, you know? Um, and then you find out, then you go back and you're like, no, you really haven't, have you? Mm. Pixar has just become such a massive part of everyone's childhood that mm. it feels, it feels like it's always been there. Right. You know what I mean? Shocking. Like if you ask somebody, I don't know, just 10 years younger than us, let's say, uh-huh. they, they were child, literal children when the first Toy Story came out. Yeah. And Toy Story blew apart the box office and became such a huge massive hit yeah. that um it i mean it basically killed hand-drawn animation is what happened <laughs> uh that's how big of an of an explosion it was um and so you you look at these massive stories they're not even like epic like mammoth movies it's just the stories are so well crafted and carved down to perfection yeah completely that of course they're a massive part of our lives i quote i quote uh pixar movies constantly you know the word i'm searching for i can't say because there are preschool toys present (laughs) i say it all the time uh and it's because they do so good at story uh, I remember seeing something when I was younger about Pixar and they say story is our number one priority at Pixar. We sit for hours talking about story at Pixar. It mm. is the only thing that drives our movies. And I think that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by the fact that not everybody agrees with that. <laughs> huh. You know, uh, you know, you see movies sometimes you're like, okay, they had a cool visual in mind, but they weren't sure what to do with it. So they kind of just made up <laughs> things around it. But Pixar never does that. It's always stories, number one important. And I think that's what they're doing with these spark shorts is opening up doors to storytellers to say, let's learn how the, the visual element of telling a story works so that you can move up and eventually one day direct a film and you'll already kind of know the language that goes into our kind of filmmaking. Okay. Now, do you think that there's a difference between the Pixar shorts and this Pixar uh, Sparks, the Spark, the Spark shorts, shorts that are coming out? Is it just that these are the newest versions of the short stories? Are they the ones that are designed for Disney Plus? That's a good question uh, because the the Pixar shorts uh, have been around, like I said, since Toy Story. They had Jerry's Game at the beginning of Toy Story. Yeah. And everyone was so charmed by that uh-huh. that I think it became a thing for Pixar. They're like, oh, okay. And right. it became a fun um, B-side. How's that for an old reference? Right. B-side, jeez. Google it, kids. Uh, it became a fun B-side to their movies where they said, look, 
we know not everybody can work on this and we want to improve everybody's skill. So we're going to put a group of you on this other project to help build your skill set and then we can move you into new things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what I found really fun about the shorts uh, is that like after, I think it came out after um, with all the Incredibles mm-hmm. that they had like two or three, right? About Jack and Edna. Yes. There were like two different ones. Were th- was that after? Toy- it was after. After two or after one? After one. They did Jack, Jack, Attack after one, okay. which was about Kari oh, babysitting yeah, Jack, Jack. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I believe either right before or right after two, they did Auntie Edna where she's babysitting Jack-Jack. And that is absolutely what I, again, what I love about him is that we love Edna. We're glad that she wasn't exploited more in the film to like override the film and go in the wrong direction. We're like, that is so much fun. And they gave us enough to love that character and wanting to go back to it. But then they gave us another way to do it. Yeah. And you're like, oh perfection absolute perfection yeah that you get to enjoy her on another level yeah in her own separate little world and it doesn't affect anything else within the timeline and everything else that people complain about well and yeah it seems like almost like a scene that would have been in the movie but it would have taken too much from the the main Uh storyline and potentially made the movie run a little too long so they're like Okay, so what happened while Edna was babysitting Jack Jack? <laughs> That's a good question. We should make a short about that. Huh. Um, and who knows? It could have been a deleted scene too. It could have been. No, it, they're too well done to be deleted scenes, you know? They're well, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do all sorts of things like that. They did one for uh, Monsters Inc. with Mike's new car. Yeah. Where they just get knocked around by Mike's new car. Just, I don't know if I've seen it. Uh, you Which, have. It's the one where Sully doesn't really have any lines, but Mike shows him into his car, uh, and then they're pushing buttons, and things keep going wrong with the car. Uh huh. And then like Mike gets stuck under the hood, getting chewed up by the gears and things, and uh-huh. it's funny. I do have to admit, folks, I did just find out that I am a big fan of the Cars series, um, which hasn't gone over well. You need to say hello. My name is Steve, <laughs> and I'm a fan of Cars. And we all go, hi, Steve. <laughs> it feels very much that. So, And I'm a huge fan of Monsters, Inc., so you add the two together, and it totally seems like it's made just for me. Oh, that's true. Appreciate that. Thank we'll you. We'll have to do a whole podcast on you and Cars, uh, because you're not alone in liking Cars, obviously, or else they wouldn't have made as many as they have. Mm. But I I just can't fathom that. It's, mm-hmm. You are just the strangest of strange people. <laughs> uh do they have a spark short or a, a short for cars? I don't think I've ever seen one about car- Oh, you know what? They have like Mater and the Ghost Light. I oh, believe. yeah, you're exactly right. Mater's, of course, had his own of short Of course films. he has. Go figure. That makes Shock. Sense. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, those over-the-top wild characters always seem to get their own things, don't they? They really do. Uh, but there's a whole lot in the, shar- in the spark shorts. I can't wait for them to come out with more and just continue to... Yeah, um, sit down and watch them those. because, like I said, they definitely have discussions on things that maybe uh, full-on movies don't tackle. Yeah. Um, and some of them are very dark, honestly. They have one about animal abuse. Oh, yeah, that is true. Uh, it's Again, it sounds scary when I say it like that, but it is such a good little short that you just need to... It's almost like a, a Band-Aid you you have to rip it off and enjoy it 
And then you're like, okay, that was totally worth the small amount of pain that I had to go through to enjoy that, you know? Yeah. And if you guys want to, you're welcome to join me at my office. They're going to be on loop. (laughs) We're just going to play Spark Shorts consistently (laughs) at the office. Um, It always sounds like fun. But overall, I think it's an enjoyable watching experience. Uh, Definitely worth sitting down even like just at night with your kids. If you want to just watch one and have a little mini discussion about what it was about, I think it would be a healthy discussion kind of thing. Or as an adult, sit down with your adult friends and have a discussion about what it was about. Yeah, there's like nine or ten in each category. So you could watch. There's like 20 in total between the shorts and the sparks. Oh. You add them all together. See, that's a, that's a good conversation starter right there. All of them. Yeah. There you go. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> it's all going to work out great. Uh, so go check them out. Uh, the newest one is called Burrow. Came out the same day as Soul. Totally worth a watch. But... It's like I always say. Please don't put sparks in my shorts. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>